Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Rainer's Radio, practical training for joint heirs with Christ, with your host, Diane Thomas. Good evening, and welcome to Rainer's Radio. This is Diane Thomas, your host. And we have been talking about experiencing the supernatural and the difference between spiritual and supernatural and natural. And really what we want to remember is that everybody's coming at life from a different starting point. And wherever you are, God is there. You don't have to achieve a level of growth or maturity or anointing or anything to know God. What is required to know him the way we're talking about, is to be reborn spiritually. Born again. You're either dead spiritually or alive spiritually. And if you are born of the Spirit, you are spirit. You still have a soul. You have the same soul you had before you were reborn, just as you have the same body that you had before you were reborn. And that's really our problem, is that what was born again was spirit and not your soul. You didn't get a new soul. Now, because your new spirit is one with God, Spirit, you and he are working on your soul to bring your soul into alignment with God. Now, this was all made possible because that Debt of sin was paid for by Jesus Christ. That was the task that God assigned his son. So because he did that and it was finished, he did it once, we partake of that experience and become joint heirs with Jesus, with Christ. We are co-inheritors with him. Everything he inherited, we inherited as well. We are one in him. He does not have lesser sons, joint heirs with him. Now, that's kind of hard to take in and hard to accept. And if you don't, that's fine. 
because it is God's job to convince and make himself real and known to you. What we do here is we approach learning from God from different points of view, but giving him, giving God an opportunity to make himself real to us in a variety of different ways. Now, we're not all going to be on the same page at the same time, and that's fine. But odds are really good at some point in time, God's going to want to reveal your senses, expose your senses, change your senses that you already have in your soul and even in your in your natural being leading up to your experiencing the spiritual we have a hard time fathoming the difference between supernatural and spiritual and even perceiving spiritual because we are so rooted and grounded in the natural. I think that's one of the reasons we put off knowing God and even our expectations and our hope to after we die and we're in heaven, then we get a heavenly body and heavenly senses and then we see him as he is and and all these kinds of we we have constructed a belief system that puts off till another time what God wants to make real to us now. So let's just take a second and be real with God. Lord, you know where each one of us is. You know what's on our heart, what needs we have, what concerns and questions we have. Lord, I just ask right now that you meet those needs, right now, that you answer those questions, right now. And sometimes he's just going to remove the need to have the questions answered. He doesn't even necessarily answer the question. He just says, ask not, that's not really the question. But Lord, in on a very fundamental basis, you know what we need and you know what's best for us, Lord. And I just ask that you meet those needs. You know better than we do what we need. And I just ask that you meet those needs. Lord, we're grateful for every day experiencing more and more of who you are. Lord, that you reveal yourself in whatever way you choose. Lord, give us eyes to see, ears to hear, 
And, Lord, a willingness to put aside any weights, any questions and doubts that are keeping us from saying yes to you. And we thank you ahead of time for what you're doing for us because we know you love us, that your love for us is what's best for us, that it's not... Your love doesn't ask us to try harder or to measure up or to be better or to fulfill some requirement in order to be loved, that you are already pleased and happy and loving us right now. But you're making us also that new wineskin that's able to receive more of what you want to give. Lord, you're making us able to receive who you truly are. Lord, even as we can't fathom that, Lord, make us able to fathom it. And we thank you ahead of time, Lord, for all you're doing. So, this is what we're talking about is is we're not our goal is not to become fluent in all the supernatural gifts. Now that may happen, but that's not our goal. Our goal is to know God, to hear him more clearly, relationship with him, to be able to receive more of what he wants to give, whatever that may be. And one way to do that is to pursue how he made us. He made us spirit, soul, and body. And our physical being has senses, our soulical being has senses, and our spirit has senses. We've totally become totally dependent on our physical senses, which is what we've had to depend on. Now, we occasionally experience the, our basically intrinsic use of our solical senses. We just want to, because we're now a spirit being and we have authority over the supernatural and, and, soul, and uh, natural being uh, senses that we have, we want to increasingly become aware of how they function. We don't want to be ignorant of the enemy's devices. We don't want to be ignorant of what we have authority over. Again, as a spirit being, you have authority over the supernatural realm. You have authority over the natural realm. How are you going to exert that authority if you've never been there? if you've never perceived it, if you've never walked as a spirit being in the supernatural realm. So this is why we're saying, Lord, if this is time for me to learn how to do this, I'm willing. I'm willing to be taught by you. Now, God uses teachings like this 
He uses things we hear from others, other books, conferences, your, you know, your fellowship, your own experiences. He'll use anything he wants to. Likewise, if you were alone on a deserted island, he could make himself completely known to you without any problem. He doesn't need anything else to reveal himself and to teach you how your supernatural part of you, your soul, works. Now, your soul may resist. Because the more your soul recognizes spirit, the more it is joined to spirit, your soul joined to your spirit. And the less control your soul has over getting your needs met. Now, a lot of these concepts are on themselves, you know, that because they're new, they may be confusing. Don't get distracted. If, if all you ever needed, if all you could do is on that deserted island is you just spent time with God, that's all you'd need, ever need to do. He will craft for you every training experience Deep, calling unto deep. He reveals himself to us. And reveals himself and teaches us about him. It's not that you you don't need to have a special, you know, somebody praying over you to give you a special anointing or a special gift. You don't need that. You've already got everything you need for life and godliness right now. You have everything you need now. Our challenge is, how, let's make that practical. How do we learn how to live as a spirit being? So we've been talking about what's going on in the supernatural realm. And that basically that there's two different ways of looking at it is we can use our physical senses to see what's going on in the supernatural realm. But we can also have our supernatural senses quickened and not just perceive what's going on in the supernatural realm, but see from the supernatural realm. Now, there's things that are easier felt than telt. And you have to experience it for yourself. So regarding the supernatural realm, it is our responsibility to learn what's going on in the supernatural realm. Just as we accept responsibility in the natural that as we grow older, we leave childish things behind. You know, an example we could use is like, is like news. Is where do you get your news? What's you know what's on the internet? How do we determine 
what's right and wrong, what's truth, because you know they, you know, not everybody agrees. And so we use the faculties that we have, the natural faculties, to do research and take responsibility for that and not just trust what we read or, or hear or see. Likewise, we don't take other people's words for it. And we understand that those we hang around with, if we're picking up what they believe, unless we're paying attention. This is how we end up with believing what we believe, is very often it's just by we catch it. If all our friends believe something about somebody, maybe another friend, we'll just unconsciously, subconsciously agree with that. Unless we are paying attention and going, now wait a minute, why are they saying that? Is that true? And so just taking that little extra step and saying, what's going on here? Stepping back, being objective. And so in the natural, that kind of thing is we are responsible to do our own research. And it's, it's not that we have to go and correct our friends and say, no, really, that's not true. But we are responsible for what we believe and how we respond and what we accept as truth. So likewise, regarding the supernatural realm and our experiencing the supernatural realm using our supernatural senses and our natural senses and the supernatural realm bursting into the natural, it is our responsibility, your responsibility to test what we hear and experience and not rely on the name on the door or a teaching or a ministry's popularity to provide support or veracity. In other words, just because somebody's written a whole bunch of books or they have a mega church or a TV program or that they can work miracles or any fill in the blank or that you really like them, or you like their teaching style, or anything, that's not good enough. You must test it for yourself. And part of our challenge is, you know, because they're, we're going by the book, for instance, or they've got these great books, or a TV program, we have no idea if what they're preaching is working in their life. We have no idea if what they're saying they're even following themselves. So this is why we always come back to, Lord, is this something for me? Is this something that will work for me? And sometimes he'll say, we'll try it and see. So as, long, as when we start saying everything that's going on in your life, every circumstance, we bring it to God and say, okay, is this something you want me to learn from? Including this teaching right here. Lord, is this something you want me to learn from? Is this for me? Sometimes he may say, 
not now. And so it'll be another time. But we test it for ourselves, and we see if it really works. Is it practical? Does it really work? This obviously takes effort and time to learn what's available to us in the supernatural realm. But it is thoroughly worth it. Because we have truth, the person of truth within us. And we are learning to distinguish between what is true and what is merely opinion. No matter how well it presents, it's being presented or highly regarded or even how commonly accepted it is, just because everybody else believes it. And you've always believed it. But experiencing the supernatural is better felt. Experience it for yourself. The Lord encourages us to taste and see that he is good. Understanding the goodness of God will not change you. You can believe he loves you. He can be, you can believe he's forgiven you. You can believe he's remade you. But until you've experienced his love for you, in whatever way it manifests in your life, it's not real. It's not truth for you. And remember, that's his goal for you. It's his desire to have relationship with you. Not to be understood, but to be known. And, you know, in the Old Testament where it said, you know, this person knew his wife and they conceived and they had a child. Intimacy. That creates intimacy with God. That creates a different kind of relationship. God encourages us to taste and see that he is good. He is good toward you. Not toward the world, not toward your neighbor, but toward you. What he has for you is for you, is good for you. You'll like it. Not see and taste, but taste and see. Experience first. Understand second. When I was in grade school in Michigan... We had a new student in class who had just moved from Hawaii. His first week, we were all excited because we were expecting a big snowstorm, the first snowfall of the winter. Now, he was from Hawaii, and we had all asked him about, you know, and he had talked about his home, and we had all talked about, Snow. 
And he, you know, he'd seen pictures of it. He knew about snow. He knew he knew what snow was. And he figured, okay, not a big big deal. He knew what snow was. He he thought he knew what snow was because he'd read about it and he'd seen it and we'd explained it to him. But he couldn't understand our excitement. Even though we told him about, okay, our experiences of how cool it was to build snow forts and and have snowball fights and go sledding and ice skating. But he just didn't get it. He kind of looked at us like we were kind of crazy. Until it started to snow. By the time recess came around, there was already like a couple inches on the ground. And he had started to get an idea of what it looked like firsthand. And we were enjoying his experiencing snow just from the inside. But then we had recess. And we got to experiencing, experience him experiencing snow for the first time. And that's when he began to know what snow was. And we could teach him, this is how snow works. This is how to build a snow fort and make a snowball and make a snowman. And this is, you know, all the things you can do with snow. And as a kid, it's all good. But he had to experience it for himself. Likewise, have you ever, like, tried to explain a flavor to someone? Have Try to explain vanilla or root beer or anything. It's just so much easier to let them taste for themselves. Here, have a drink of root beer. Sharing with others what we have experienced creates a thirst not the satisfaction. This is the example God uses of be the salt of the earth. Salt doesn't satisfy people's thirst. It creates it. God wants us to be so excited about our experience with him that other people want to have the same experience. Trust God that what he has planned for you will be so exciting that other people will want to know your God. Stir up, let God stir up your hunger to want to know him more. How do you do that? Wherever you're at, Lord, I want to know you more. I want everything you want for me. Don't let me miss you. Don't let me miss anything you have for me. You can go ahead and focus 100% on him and trust that if he wants to use you as an example of what he is like, he will draw others to you. You don't have to, you don't have to worry about reaching out 
will be a magnet because God's love is a magnet. You don't need to be something or do something. Just receive God. Experience whatever he wants to share with you. And that in and of itself will draw others to him. You can then just be yourself and enjoy whatever it is God is doing in your life. You can enjoy the snow. You can enjoy the new. And then enjoy other people experiencing the snow as well. And a lot of the things we're going to talk about are really, we're just trying to put phrases and words and structure around variance. And there's really so many different ways of describing the way we experience God. So as we approach knowing God through knowing his presence and and approaching the supernatural, if you've learned it another way, that's fine as long as you are experiencing God, as long as you are entering into a greater dependence and enjoyment of who he is. Are you hearing him more clearly? Are you experiencing healing and joy and comfort? Is he stirring up a thirst in you where you want more of him? So we'll pick this up the same time next week. Feel free to drop me a line at diane at therainersclub.org. Until then, thanks for tuning in. This has been Diane Thomas of Rainers Radio. Have a great night.